0: forever (laughs) canon podcast where we talk about how a 16 year old boy learned how to overlook all of the red flags i'm justin i'm tim and this week on forever canon we cover chapters five through eight of fate of the jedi book five allies nailed it nailed it and this week, I do want to spend some time talking about young Benjamin Skywalker and all of the poisonous things that he has learned about relationships in general through his tainted, tainted experience of life. <laughs> yeah. But first, bum, bum, bum. Previously on Forever Canon, Skywalkers and Sith cement a dangerous alliance. Ben and Vistara serve some shutdown salad. Jaina needs a favor. Tahiri needs a boffin. Huts have perpetual dog man slaves. <laughs> that was last week on Forever Canada. This week, we're going to jump right in with chapter five aboard the Jade Shadow, where my immediate thought is oh no, Luke Skywalker is sleeping. Mm hmm. And if I've learned anything from the previous 14 books that we've read, 13 previous, whenever Luke Skywalker is asleep to start a chapter, or start a book, whenever he's asleep in general, that's because he's missing something major going on. Mm-hmm. There's some evil, evil spirit presenting itself to him in his dream that he can't put his finger down on. There's somebody sneaking in his room with a pair of his son's boots. There's somebody blowing up a space station that he's currently on. There's something always happening when Luke Skywalker is sleeping. And so here he is, asleep aboard the Jade Shadow. And he's having a dream about Mara, his lost wife. Lost. I mean... She's lost to life. I mean, (laughs) she's not missing. (laughs) No. Uh... His deceased wife, Mara Jade Skywalker. He feels and hears her, her her spirit, he says, right? Mm -hmm. And he uh, he wakes up teary-eyed and concludes that this has happened. Mara has appeared as a spirit on her own ship and reached out to him and touched him and brushed his back with her warmth or whatever while he was sleeping because Ben definitely has a crush on a Sith. And Luke calls it, quote, a budding romance. Yes, he does. He's no fool. He knows what he sees in front of him. (laughs) He knows knows when a a young Jedi man is in love with an evil woman. He's done it several times himself. (laughs) He knows exactly what he's talking about. And we cut to Aboard the Black Wave. Where Luke's having a hologram meeting with the exquisitely beautiful skinned Perfect-handed, fingered, purple-haired Sith High Lord Sarasu Talon. So perfect.
1: Yeah, everything about him is just described as like yeah. symmetrical it's, and unblemished.
0: Yeah, it's it's like it's leaned into very heavily, uh, hard. And yeah. and High Lord Sarasu Talon hates Luke Skywalker. He itched to blast the Jedi with Force lightning. To choke him. To cleave him in two with his lightsaber. With a little luck and the blessings of the dark side, he would have the opportunity to indulge his desire once Abeloth had been forced to cooperate with the Sith. He allowed himself to fantasize briefly about the moment. Getting a little ahead of yourself, mister. Mister underestimating Luke Skywalker, mister once the Sith bring abaloth under our control pump those brains <laughs> yeah because you don't even know how over your head you are in over your head you are i guess he has no clue it's no. kind of like you know this is it is a fantasy and mm-hmm. i i'm willing to bet both of those two things a him killing luke skywalker and b them controlling abaloth i'm willing to bet those two things stay a fantasy yeah i don't see any I don't see any path to those uh, outcomes.
1: If if history is any uh, indication.
0: Yeah, he might get a couple of slices, but he'll cut a Sith Lord into six or seven pieces pretty fucking quick. <laughs> yeah. This Lord Talon might not like Luke, but there's that special fountain down on klaatu that we were talking about mm-hmm. last week. And it is giving this man some sort of feelings. He thinks, quote, I shouldn't say the quote yet. I should say the description of the fountain that he's given by his aide or whatever, is that it's this natural gas that ancient times burst through the, the crust of the earth out into the atmosphere and the atmosphere turned this winterium, wintrium mm-hmm. gas instantly into a glass sculpture of, of like a, of a geyser in mid burst or whatever. Yeah. And over time, as more of it, is being exposed inside of the sculpture. It's hardening and becoming stronger and stronger glass that gets stronger over time. This guy is having a feeling about this mountain.
1: Yeah. He, as soon as he saw it, he, he thought it was perfect and beautiful. And,
0: and he quotes, I quote him. Yes. <laughs> he says, this moved him to his core. He had to have it. Now, if we learn anything about this, ancient sculpture natural formation in the last episode it's that it is a highly revered almost religious artifact of of a of of a of a, of a sculpture
1: it's probably the most protected thing on you're, the planet it
0: is by far yeah. you're not allowed anywhere near it with technology or 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 uh, vehicles or a comm You can't take selfies with it. It's none of it. No. Not allowed. He says, gotta have it. I'm sure that will be just fine. After, by the way, the whole time being like, I have absolutely no reason to go down that piece of pit (laughs) sand hole. (laughs) Yeah. No reason. Wait a second. There's beautiful art here. Don't forget, right? These new Sith love beauty and appreciate craftsmanship and artistry. Mm -hmm. They... Aren't your regular Sith, man. No. Just, you know, to be reminded again, right? They're not some two at a time uncultured swine, okay? These are these are high living <laughs> Sith from the edge of the universe undiscovered for a thousand years. Something like that. This ancient natural glass statue that gets stronger over time is too tempting of a prize. Mm-hmm. And Talon plans to head down to the surface because he's a cool new Sith, and he's got to have that art piece.
1: Yeah, and he wants to, like, make weapons out of it and He such. wants to do
0: a lot of things with it, yeah, yeah. You know, those shikar blades that they have that are your custom-forged glass signature murder stiletto weapon? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, what if they were even stronger? Yeah. Or, or made it's... out of magic glass or whatever.
1: And it's, like, the only place where this type of crystal... The like only thing. place in the galaxy. Yeah. So who knows? Nobody really knows what it can do
0: even. Exactly. It's a completely unresearched substance. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to touch it. It's a holy site. Yep. Mm-mm. He's going to go take it. <laughs> Cut to. <laughs> aboard the Jade Shadow. Where Luke has gotten 3PO on the job of translating that conversation from the last episode. Where Vistara had a little chit-chat meetup with her dad. On board the Jane shot. Where
1: they were talking in the Kashiri. Uh,
0: Yeah, they were speaking in the unknown language from this unknown planet. From a thousand years being lost to the universe and all that jazz. So, 3PO is on the job. And adorably excited. (laughs) He he even says like, Oh, it's so good to be used for my actual purpose. Instead of cooking and cleaning and doing dishes or whatever. Yeah, Like, Like, oh, you poor... Poor challenge-starved genius. Like, yeah, that's what it, that's what this is, you know. And so he's on the case of cracking this unknown, unsearchable language. Also, Luke feels like he's being watched while he's aboard the Jade Shadow out here above Clatuing. He feels a feminine touch on his cheek. Assumes it's Mara Jade Skywalker, mm-hmm. and that scares me into yeah. wondering. If it could be anyone other than Mara.
1: <laughs> For me, that started with the dream.
0: Yeah, right away. I <laughs> right was away. like, ooh, he's pretty sure that's his wife. Yeah. And also, he was asleep. So, right away, I was like, I was on guard. Mm-hmm. I'm not, Yeah, like, I'm not even exaggerating. After all the other books that we've read where Luke's asleep and bombs go off. Luke's asleep and Lumaya sneaks in his room. Luke's asleep and he has a vision of evil on the throne like it's always bad when he's asleep every time so i was absolutely on the defensive yeah i'm like right away and maybe that's maybe that's part of the plan that christy golden is writing to that strength of every time he goes to sleep he's in danger and wrong about the danger Mm -hmm. (laughs) and maybe (laughs) she she wants us to assume that and it's going to be a little switcheroo expectation yeah But most likely, it's bad news. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's got to, it. Can't be good. Chapter six. Trima, capital of Clatouine, where Ben says the city looks like a tall stack of pancakes, and I fucking died laughing. I had to put the book <laughs> down. <laughs> it's it's this ringed, dilapidated tower of Pisa. That's just been built on top of itself over and over and over and over over the centuries. The highest parts of the city it's it's a it's a ringed cylinder, yeah. and the highest parts of the city are the newest and the and the fanciest and and most well kept, most expensive also, and the ones on the bottom are for poor people.
1: Yeah, a bunch of rings with a like a tube going up the middle. Yeah, basically.
0: Also, everybody on the planet is a slave. So if we can't see this o- obvious visual representation of, I don't know, of the structure of slavery. <laughs> you know, the rich opulence on top is literally built on the dirt, poor workers mm-hmm. who suffer the day to day. That's, that's our obvious visual measurement of diving into what is obviously going to be very important in this book series In the, in this book, I mean, in the yeah. series abolishing and defeating slavery. Mm hmm. It's a big deal out here in the galaxy, uh, as we'll find out later. We'll get to that. Yes. Anyways, Ben says it looks like a stack of pancakes. I lose my shit. <laughs> and since he can't stop staring at Vistara the whole time that they're together, he notices on her face and in the force that she's maybe lived a sheltered life so far. Mm. She hasn't maybe seen the people and the animals and the food, etc. In this strange alien planet they're on this cylinder city in a marketplace
1: yeah she's lived as far as like hard times and strife but not so much as experiences
0: yeah that's a yeah that's a good point she she doesn't have diversity of experience you know yeah or 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 a diversity of, I don't know, even interesting things. (laughs) Her whole life has just been train, 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 train. Mm -hmm. Which is really what Ben's life would have been had he been anybody else born in the Jedi Temple. Yeah. Had he not been Mara and Luke Skywalker's son, who then drag him across the galaxy into adventure after adventure, he would have lived the Vistarakai sheltered life Mm -hmm. of training your balls off and training your... Red, what color is her skin? Red, is she red? She's red on the front of the cover, I think. I think she's oh, just god. oh god, <laughs> <laughs> I think she's just I human. The battery in that cup, did I? I No, know. no, the light's still on. We're good, okay. The light's still on, anyways. Yeah, I just think you know, he. Would have had that life (laughs) and I knocked the mouse off the couch and it smashed off the side of my glass and it broke open, but the battery didn't fall in my cup, everybody. So it's okay. Yeah. And I think, I just think that that could have been his life and Mm -hmm. he could easily have been the sheltered kid and compared to a lot of teenagers, maybe he is. Yeah, because he, he has spent plenty of time living in the seclusion of the Jedi Temple.
1: Yeah, I think if you were to take
0: or the shelter him, the shadow,
1: and he's sheltered compared to Jason and Jaina when they were that, in Anakin when they were his age, right? Yeah, but compared to the rest of the kids it's the, the temple. normal galaxy of <laughs> yeah. sixteen
0: year olds, exactly. But you know, she hasn't. She's not familiar with a lot of the stuff that they're seeing.
1: Yeah, I think she almost walks into, like, a drug house.
0: Well, she sure is curious and inquisitive, which I think are pretty good traits to attract a spy boyfriend. I mean... (laughs) Ben feels like busting out his lightsaber when he sees a dog boy eyeballing his beautiful Sith girlfriend. I mean... (laughs) And, side note, here's hoping Ben isn't going to be a gross, possessive teenage boy boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fingers I have crossed that he, that he's written with more subtlety to his character because he should be.
1: He did he did uh, squash that uh, feeling pretty quick of wanting to chop up the yeah. dog.
0: But instead, he stepped forward and he puts his hand on the fruit that vistara has got her hand. You know, he does the subtle psychological shit mm-hmm. instead, which is maybe okay. Like what he's doing is showing that he has affection for her. Yeah, in a non-confrontational, <laughs> non-negative way. Like, yeah. yeah, positive way. Instead of, like, I'm going to cut this dog. (laughs) dog, You're looking at my girl? (laughs) You're eyeballing my super hot girlfriend? Who's, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, you're right. He doesn't. Because, fingers crossed, he's going to stay a good little Jedi boy, TM. We have it repeated to us in the story that the very special element, eminent, element, the very eminently special element of Wintrium Can only be found here on Klaatuin. Special, special. More about the special fountain, we get told, is that no one would ever dare to touch it. So, I wonder who's going to be the first one to touch it, Tim. Someone's going to touch it. Who's going to be the first one to touch it? Is it going to be Tim? Is it going to be Ben? (laughs) Is it going to be Vistara? Is it going to be Talon? I don't know. I think it could be you. I'd
1: be I'd be in line. I got for my, sure I got my
0: vote on you. Yeah, you would be. <laughs> I would be there. Or or we would tell your brother to touch it with one hand and he would touch it with two <laughs> and it would be a life altering experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Pete, who still doesn't listen. Now while this uh, they're in the market talking about fruit, mm-hmm. checking out all kinds of different people and things. And then this fruit dog man that they're talking to, they start talking about the fountain. They start talking about the slavery. And uh, turns out the young dogs hate being slaves. Youth in revolt. just yep. like we saw on Dathomir, you know? Mm-hmm. The new generation of, of youth wants to combine the men and the women. That was their big, uh, I don't know, what. Uh, uh, yeah, strata-breaking... Like, uh... Like, dawn of a new era type of uh, thing. Social reorganization. Over here on Klaatuine, that's a much better description. My words are failing me. (laughs) Well, I took
1: that whole time to think of that,
0: so... (laughs) That's why I was talking so much (laughs) stupid talk, I'll I'll claim. Um, Turns out, over here on Klaatuine, the big social reform that we're going to have is not, uh, you know, desegregation of sexes. It's going to be anti-slavery. Yep. (laughs) I don't know. Seems like it's something that would be pretty hard to argue against. Both good causes. Yeah, they are actually, in fact. <laughs> yes, that's a good point. Maybe the point that some of the subtlety that we're picking up, or that we're not picking up until now, across these books, is how the social norms or the ancient strictures, like the the normal structure that all of these cultures are living in needs breaking and updating every single one of them mm-hmm. back to the barren sages hiding under the mountain, the T who refuse to touch their own artifacts or contact other people to get them to help them do it yeah. one after another, after another, after another it's Luke and Ben come into con- contact with a culture and they end up completely upending the ancient structures that have guided these people mm-hmm. for millennium.
1: Yeah and And not against their will, just no, they are the up catalyst. Being,
0: that's exactly the word. They end up being the catalyst that's like the drop in the bucket that the whole thing crystallizes around, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like we're failing to report on that enough, <laughs> <laughs> but also, some of it's been really cliche. Yes, like, oh let's let's have a battle for honor every time. Mm-hmm. Let's have a, an Olympics tournament. All right, man i get it it's like it's like ancient greek ancient roman myth Mm -hmm. in a futuristic science fiction fantasy setting so it should be cooler maybe than it was i don't know (laughs) it's just all it was all it's all that stuff was like what low risk low reward yeah like luke and ben are gonna win (laughs) yeah, <laughs> and so they're going to get the reward regardless, so it seems like a lower value yeah, the, of a reward. The,
1: the heroes won, and that's... yeah.
0: And I just... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe we're not pointing out enough all of this social, political upheaval that is happening across the galaxy that we are being told about in the political scenes that we get with Dalla or Dorvin or whatever, where they are also citing all the uprisings yep. for various reasons. Yeah, the last, last one they last. mentioned, the, the
1: slavery on backwater planets. Yeah. Uh-
0: and so everywhere <laughs> Luke and Ben go, they turn the entire galaxy upside down. And you would think that as we said earlier, arguing against slavery would be a difficult thing to do, but Ben and Vistara then argue over this final finer nuanced subtleties of slavery (laughs) Mm -hmm. and why it is or isn't good. Can you guess who thinks it might be good? (laughs) (laughs) They argue over slavery while sharing a fruit until Vistara chokes and Ben has to put his arm around her. And wouldn't you know, he just wants to spend time getting along with her instead of fighting about slavery. So they don't go back to that conversation. And this, at this point, in the reading that it dawns on me that none of this kid's relationships are normal. The people that he loves and admires and looks up to Mm -hmm. are all very varying degrees of tainted. Yeah. His dad, Luke Skywalker blew up the death stars, (laughs) killed his own father. Once fell to the dark side. Had to be redeemed for his evil acts. So on and so forth. His mother, hand of the Empire, spy for spy murderer for Darth Vader and the Emperor. Did a lot of bad things across her life. Atones, redeems, becomes a, a, a good enough person. Mm-hmm. Jason Solo.
1: Yeah. Maybe the person
0: him. he looked up to and respected the most in his life so far. Yeah before now going on this journey with his dad who actually deserves that respect. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Jason betrayed him in so many ways. He, he, he wiped his memory. He, he tortured him, subtly trained him to be evil, tortured him as a culmination of that, you know, just betrayed his trust at every chance Mm -hmm. he made, he made Ben a a murderer. Yeah. He he made him an assassin. He, he, He took Ben's trust and twisted it and into doing all of his evil bidding. Mm -hmm. But Ben over his entire life loves these people. Aunt Leia and Uncle Han, Jaina, everybody, all of them are that reflection of a little bit of bad inside of the broader light because they all have a lot of evil deeds under their belt whether purposeful or negligent mm-hmm. that you have to look past when you love them as Ben Skywalker grows up doing Yeah, he grows up ignoring red flags yes he does I love my dad Oh, my dad murdered a million billion people on the Death <laughs> Star who didn't really deserve it wrong place, wrong time but it was for the greater good so we can continue to love him Whatever bad things he did. Otherwise, you know, he has atoned and rebuilt. He's like the biggest mass murderer in the galaxy. Right, right, right. (laughs) right. And then his mom's not far off. And then his his best friend, cousin, hero, idol, becomes that same evil. Mm -hmm. And then now here he is paired up with this Sith that he just wants to be able to love so badly. Yeah. He wants her to be good. He wants so badly for... The evil inside her to be smaller than the good inside her, just like all the other people yeah. that he loves and idolizes.
1: I don't think it would take, it It would only have to be like a 51-49 split for him to be like, okay, she's all right. She's
0: pretty hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> according to the text, right? But I just, it dawned on me then, like, this kid has been trained in such toxic relationships. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and, oh, it's tough, man. He just, he wants to, he wants to be able to like her. He wants to not feel guilty for loving this person. Mm -hmm. The same experience that he had with Jason, you know, not the same experience that we were told that he was having with his mom and dad. But at various times, he was not speaking to either or both of them, you know. He... This poor kid, man. He's he just rough, wants to sure. be a good person who loves a good person. Mm-hmm. But everybody has this little bit of darkness inside of them. And he's really hoping that Vistara is more like his mom and dad than like Jason. Yeah. And... That remains to be seen. And
1: in her... in In her writing... It, she's kind of hard to read as far. Cause she seems genuine well, sometimes.
0: And she is trying to be purposefully obfuscating. Yeah. You know, she, she is throwing up a smoke screen on purpose. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. There's a lot of genuine emotions through the force or a lot of genuine feelings and concern coming out of her. But is that just part of what her dad told her to do? Yeah. Lean into your real feelings in order to, you know, in in order to uh, um, sink yourself yeah. into their group more thoroughly.
1: Just remember, he's a tool.
0: Just like her master told her, mm-hmm. you can love anything you want, but never love anything more than being able to walk away from it. Yeah, they say kill it because they're Sith. But you know. Yeah, well, and
1: that's the the first test of her being an apprentice was, hey, hold a knife to your pet's throat and. Yeah. Right. It's a lightsaber with no crystal or whatever it was. but Yeah.
0: <laughs> but so, but so Ben, you know, can't have a normal relationship with anyone in his life. No. He can't. He, and he never has. And he's... Captain Shivu was probably the closest thing. He's ever had to, like, an actual just friend. Mm-hmm. Who was a good person with good intentions, like, all the time. All of these other relationships we have are varying degrees of difficulty and struggle. And then now Vistara, the forbidden fruit is here Mm -hmm. and the poor kid just wants a simple relationship. Not gonna get it. No, this is a dramatic uh, storytelling, (laughs) right? He doesn't want to argue about slavery anymore. He just wants to have a good time with his girlfriend. I mean, a scream from the marketplace. Breaks up the the hugging and the choke stopping, yeah, and sends the youngins running. To chapter seven, I like Moss Isley Tatooine, and I'm like, what the hell are we going to Moss Isley Yeah, that for? threw a ah! big
1: big question mark. And when I I read the title
0: the thing twice, I was like, what did I read that wrong? Yeah. Wait, <laughs> is that supposed to say Tatooine? <laughs> Wait, what Tatooine? Well, yeah. Yeah. The dog people are enslaved to the huts Mm -hmm. and the huts run Tatooine. It took me, it took me a few sentences to be like, Oh, right. Yeah. That's what we're here for. An 11 year old slave girl tells me Tatooine isn't part of the galactic Alliance. And I forget about things like that. Mm -hmm. They're too remote to care. They're like, So far across the galaxy from the core. core. Yeah. And I guess they're just beyond reach of giving a shit about law enforcement and and fairness and justice.
1: Yeah, technically they're a part of the overall galaxy, but no one really cares. But
0: they're not part of the Galactic Alliance. They're in Hut space. Yeah. And I guess that's just a thing that's allowed. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it makes me wonder, what are the actual borders of the Galactic Alliance right now? because the empire has expanded and they're apparently not fully part of the GA cuz that's all still being negotiated right by Jagged Fell mm-hmm. and company so the alliance has gotten smaller the empire has gotten bigger there's still all these parts that are uncontrolled space there's all those other parts where there's Sith that are undiscovered space mhm we really are talking about like a very select number of locations influencing the entire galaxy. Yes. Right. Like Corillia and Coruscant and Balmora and whatever, all the other, the core and and near core planets that are part of the GA. As we see here in this, this little exposition on Tatooine, that's one small, Degree of the galaxy.
1: Yeah, as soon as you hit anything, even approaching like the outer rim, let alone like unknown space and all that. Yeah, it, it's not it's anyone's. It's unpoliced. Yeah, it's no one's. It's some it justice.
0: It's mobster town. Yeah, it's uh, that's a. So, it's the wild west. It's bad news out there. Slaves, they got them, mm-hmm. and we're introduced to the idea of they also got. Freedom flight. (laughs) Essentially the galactic sized underground railroad. Mm -hmm. They free the slaves. They fund anti-slave politicians. They're doing whatever they can do to try to eradicate slavery out here where nobody else gives a damn. So they're probably good guys. Yeah, good for them. I have a good feeling about them. That's good news. Uh, The 11-year-old spies on a Botham freedom flighter and I wonder who it is. Yeah, a lot of Bothans
1: coming up. Could it be Borsk? <laughs> that'd be that'd be interesting. Could it be other Bathins? Uh, uh, he's I only know the name of three. Do you say them? Uh, well, there's Borsk, like you said. Yeah, there's, what's his full name? What's his phil?
0: F- Fela? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll give it to you next. <laughs> There's Admiral Boatu. Yes, Admiral Neck uh uh-huh, Aha, bonus points for me again. <laughs>
1: and and then his uh, uncle. His uncle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then his dramatic KFC talking uncle. That's alright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his, he's Colonel he's Sanders. Got, he's got, he's he is just got that that I don't know, he's got that rich, fancy Southern man vibe to him. A little twang in his voice. <laughs> and I tell you what, in the courtroom, room, it will not be denied. <laughs> You know, I don't know. Why, I don't know why I've ascribed that to this character for absolutely no reason. It's his hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's his hat, and he walks with that
1: cane. That's what it is, for me anyway. Oh, chapter eight.
0: Uh oh. No, 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 no. All gone. All taken. Dion didn't know how he knew, but he did. Fake, fake, fake. No one was real. No one was who they pretended to be. They all wore masks, didn't they? Imposters all. And he was the only one who was who he said he was. Uh-oh. Not good. <laughs> ben and Vistar as escort. The former Jedi washout who's now been uh, slightly adopted by Luke Skywalker into the team. Dion Stat is down with the sickness. hmm He does a little Vulcan nerve pinch on a guy. Yes, he does. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I know Star Trek. I almost said Star Wars. Yeah. I know nothing. He does a little Vulcan neck pinch, nerve pinch, and he bounces. He takes off. He steals steals a vehicle and he's out of here. Cut to Ben and Vistara stealing a motorcycle together. Because Dion is headed for the ancient sacred fountain. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows why. Cut to Vistara... Reporting, reporting. Yeah. <laughs> She's a great reporter. Yeah, Vistarra reporting <laughs> the high speed chase in police pursuit. The GM Luke Skywalker, just as the cops open fire, and anyway, I'll say that one. Uh, anyways, Vistarra calls Luke Skywalker, and he says, she says, he says, she says, bullshit. It's a little limp biscuit for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tells him, Dion went bonkers, and we're chasing him on motorcycles, and he's going to the fountain, and now, pew pew pew, the police are shooting at us cut too. ben thinks the fountain is almost as beautiful as Vistara's hotness all over his back because <laughs> he comments about how they're being shot at and she is moving around and adjusting to deflect blaster bolts with her lightsaber and he's like it feels nice and kind of distracting yeah i bet it does <laughs> that's the more subtlety of this teenage relationship that I want. I don't want a horny, open speaking 16 year old mm-hmm. to be like, I don't want, like, I want him to say her movement, her moving her body against his back was distracting mm-hmm. and not be like, Oh, I loved it when she rubbed her hotness all over <laughs> my back. And I, all I could think about was my pants. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> I, I don't, there was no reason to turn it into such a vulgar thing. What well, that wasn't even that vulgar. And my point is that it's more subtly written than that. It's nice. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what my point she, was. I she's just thought moving it was around really funny. and he's distracted. I just thought it was really funny. The two of them, you know, like they hop on the motorcycle, right away she's got to put his arm around her, her arm around him. Mm-hmm. This is a tough one. Does her, like him, her, him, he, in, she is gonna. just. Tis the season. Of 2020 yeah. to just be a goddamn disaster. <laughs> uh, this this episode is a wildfire tonight, and I just like Ben and Vistar together. I like this. I don't know this silly thing of them stealing a motorcycle together, and like that's the forced uh, physical proximity for them. Mm-hmm. And then you know she's got to be bopping around all over the back because she's <laughs> deflecting blaster bolts because the police are trying to shoot them down because they're all speeding towards the ancient the crystal tower thing crystal fountain
1: the fountain of the ancient huts or something yeah
0: and ben notices that vistara feels bad for crazy dion dude she's 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 got compassion in her heart mm-hmm. she can't be all bad she's not all bad just as he says that he doubts it immediately as Vistara shoots lightning at uh, a couple of the guards and then she reaches her hand out towards Dion right after Luke Skywalker was like hey don't kill anybody and Ben's like oh my god she's going to kill him she's going to murder his ass right after my dad said don't kill him he lied to us and she lied to us oh my god she's a betrayer blah 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 and she she, she, she doesn't. Yeah, she just
1: <laughs> grabs him off his motorcycle. She, and- yeah she
0: gives him the old S- go go sith ejector seat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> blast him off his motorcycle with the force right before he smashes into this i don't know three post cool. barrier like it sounded like it a, sounds like a like little a, low
1: wooden wall that like these a, like an old
0: western wooden fence like yeah like uh like uh wizard of oz
1: like a picket fence kind of deal
0: but not as many pickets mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like way fewer posts anyways Crash, boom, bang! She saved his life. She didn't kill him. Like, oh, I, I, oh, I'm so glad she didn't kill him. I always knew she was a good person. Go on, go on, go on. She goes over there. She punches his lights out. And then she hog ties him. Look at he split. Yep. She's badass and she's awesome. Always. Ben is thrilled that she didn't kill him. He calls his dad. This is how bad he wants to trust her. He's so excited that she didn't kill a Jedi, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And betray their alliance that her bosses have made with his boss. You know what I mean? That was never going to happen. If Knowing Vistara like we do. She's never going to ruin this alliance with no. all of the Sith. That'd be her death. That'd be foolish. But Ben is just so goddamn happy that she didn't kill him.
1: She reports it back. He's a little less happy I when didn't. he
0: reports back to his dad. <laughs> <laughs> and looks like, yeah, good thing. Big deal. And now he's mad at his dad for not trusting Vistara more. Even though five seconds ago, he was like, oh my God, she's going to fucking kill him. What a betrayer. What a horrible piece of shit. I can't believe she lied to us. And then 10 seconds later, he's like, that's my girlfriend. How <laughs> yeah. dare you not? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, dad, I told you she didn't kill him. Why do you not trust her all the way now? Yeah, yeah. Why Why is it not perfect trust? First, she didn't try to kill you. And now she didn't try to kill Dion. How much more proof do you need? You know, like he gets... Upset that his dad, that's not enough for his dad to trust Vistara. Yeah. Like I said, even though moments ago he was having the same thoughts, he just wants to be right so badly. Mm -hmm. He wants her to be good enough because let's not forget, he's got a little experience in the redemption column himself. Yes. Tahiri Vela was a dark, dark soul at the bottom of that atomic bomb pit when he brought her back from the brink. (laughs) Of nuclear ending.
1: Yeah. Bottom of a well with a. She had done a lot of bad
0: things with a very bad person whom he loved. Mm hmm. And he just so, so badly wants Vistara to be good enough to be worth saving. Mm hmm. Dion is under dog arrest. And as a guard levels his blaster at the smelly, filthy teenage crushers, they might be sent to the pound themselves. (laughs) Will they? Won't they? How bad can she really be? Find out next week when we cover... That sounds ominous. (laughs) Fate of the Jedi, Book 5, Allies, Chapters 9 through 12. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Trust me, trust me, say that you trust me. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercannonpodcast at gmail dot com. Forever Cannon Podcast is a Jay Blazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter. And YouTube at JPlazer. Check us out.